The Steve Warren Project. Sports and whatever. Still wearing masks. There was that time when nobody had to wear a mask, right? That was a fun day. <laughs> Remember the first time you went out in public without a mask? It was weird, right? You, you felt naked. You're like, oh, I'm so European. <laughs> what is this, the French Riviera? I was kind of tempted to wear like a thong mask. <laughs> Something tasteful yet naughty. I can see his cheeks, but they're still a mystery. Ooh la la. All right, welcome to the program. That's comedian Jim Gaffigan, one of my absolute favorites from his very excellent Netflix special comedy, Monster, and watched on the weekend. Welcome to the SWP, churning out tales of sports and whatever. My name is Steve Warren, along with Jim Jerome. James, how are things today? Uh, Stevie, uh, for the first time in a long time, you know I like to sleep. I like to mm-hmm. stay up late. And uh, I got up at 5.30 this morning. Wow. Yeah. Why? Uh, well, to do the uh, curling podcast. Kevin Kevin Martin is all over the country <laughs> doing stuff. Yeah. So uh, the curling podcast is tough enough for me, Stevie. Right. Because I host it. Uh, but I like it. But I told them at the beginning, I don't do mornings, as you would know, Steve. So... This, wor- this worked really well as I had to s- stop down every, oh, I don't know, 40 seconds to drink water. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't get oiled up, Stevie, till about 11 in the morning, okay? I don't get loose, man. So, uh, anyway, that was good. It's good. I'm, I may try it, Steve. I may try that really abnormal thing of going to bed early and getting up a little earlier, okay? It's crazy. That's craziness, but uh, I may give it a whirl. Early to bed, early to rise, makes a man healthy and wise, as they say. I don't think it's going to work for you, though. <laughs> no, I don't. It never has. I mean, why? It hasn't in 40 years. So, <laughs> What worked for me on the weekend was that uh, that Jim Gaffigan comedy special. Uh, it's his latest one, and it's the first big name that I've seen come out and just go to town on the p- pandemic and all the craziness behind it, and I can highly recommend it. Um, I know I, I recommended, just as a sideline, I recommended Bill Burr's podcast where Jim Gaffigan was hosting with him for a show. I, I'm going to take that back because I listened to the full thing and Bill Burr actually struggles to share the microphone. He constantly interrupted Jim Gaffigan through the whole thing. So I wasn't as big a fan as that as I thought it was going to be. Anyway, oh. uh, I thought it was really good, though. This uh, comedy monster, really good. And the other thing I watched on the weekend because yep. I was so sick I was basically just something to distract me was a rewatching of afterlife with Ricky Gervais oh, and uh, what's coming out on. Uh, I did that because I did that by design because on Friday season three comes out and I, I've generally sort of vaguely been looking forward to that. But I, as I went back and watched the last two, se- the first two seasons, mm-hmm. I said to myself, I don't know that I've ever seen a series so beautifully wrapped up the way season two of afterlife was all the storylines had a beautiful conclusion. It felt it. It felt as I watched it like that, that should be the end. I'm excited for season three coming out on Friday, but I got wondering now that I've rewatched it, if they should continue it or not, but God, it is so good. So good. I know you're a fan too. Oh, huge fan. Yeah. Huge fan. When I saw it, um, for, first of all, I, I was, I'm a fan of, uh, 
the the sort of 20 minute show right it was the first time i was introduced to it uh you know it it, it would be a half hour show because there's eight minutes of commercials usually a half hour is kind of the rule of thumb uh so these shows are a short 20 or 22 minutes so that was one thing that i really liked uh secondly how the guy can uh, in those short 22 minutes stevie how you can virtually literally be brought to tears and secondly rolling off the couch with laughter you know uh, all in the same show and not just one each okay like you might it might happen a couple of times just an outstanding series uh i i just thought he was an amazing guy uh i've always been a fan of ricky gervais but but i didn't know he had that unbelievable talent to to write scripts you know, for shows. And uh, I, it's my, when people ask me about Netflix and say, okay, you got to pick one. And I love Netflix. You know that I got my, my, my gold medal man in watching Netflix. Uh, And if they said, if you could only watch one, uh, it would be, I'm not kidding you. It would be that, that series. It would be that series. And listen, Derek was a great series. That's something else he did, which is a fantastic series uh, that he did later. Um, w- with all the same characters, Steve, as in Afterlife. I don't know if you if, if you've seen Derek. It's a Ricky Gervais thing. Same idea, uh, short shows, and and he uses those same those same characters in different roles. It's a, same it's a actors. Complete, you mean? Yeah, same actors. Yeah, sorry, same actors. Yeah, in in different characters. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, I would. That would be my number one. I like Derek for sure, but I, I don't think it's in the class of afterlife, honestly. Um, I really just, you're right. It, it it pulls at every heartstring. And what's fascinating about it is, yeah, I, I and, and you know me, I'm not the most emotional guy in the world, but I, I don't, I don't think I've ever, whether it's a movie or a TV show, kind of, kind of welled up with tears, both to the happiness side and the sadness side. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's just really good. You know, his, his wife died of cancer and, um, you know, and, and he, he may get over it one day, but, but certainly through that series, he doesn't, you know, he's, not, he's tormented by it and he just can't seem to get over it. And it's woven into every show, uh, which is what you're talking about. I'm not giving anything away. There's no, no. spoiler alert here. Uh, but, but then what he does is, and it's typical Ricky Gervais, is he piles on, man, with taboo topics, okay? that 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 you wouldn't want to do you know with with the guy who's a hoarder with the with uh, the guy who works in the <laughs> newspaper office yeah with a fat neck you know he just it's kind of grabbing it all the time yeah it's just on and on yeah it's great for sure uh we should jump in though lots to get to today when we come back on the show we're going to talk about the ncaa football championship game alabama and georgia it was a beauty finish and we'll get to it after these words Jim K. Ford is your home of the all-new Ford Maverick. Designed to seize the day, this beautiful truck is built Ford Tough and gives you the best of both worlds. Compact on the outside, but still big enough on the inside to seat five and store all of your stuff as well. Not to mention the cool 8-inch touchscreen on your dash to help you get your work done. Learn more and pre-order the all-new Ford Maverick today at JimKFord.com. A lot of people I talk to end up asking me about what coverages should they have for their house. How much do I need? Why would I want that? Hi, I'm Jared Gerard, All Insurance Ontario. Call or text me at 801-2659. Give me a call. Let's have that talk, and we'll make sure that you have the coverages that you want and that you need. 
All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. What have we got on today's agenda? Oh, I don't know. Georgia defeating Alabama in their first college football national championship in 41 years. And what a finish. You need 10. Play clock at four. From the pocket. Launching downfield. Underthrown and intercepted. Keely Ringo has an escort down the sidelines. All the way to the end zone. And Georgia is going to conquer the Crimson Tide. So that is ESPN with the call and Kaylee Ringo intercepting pick six and underthrown deep ball thrown by Heisman Trophy winner Bryce Young. And uh, yeah, Georgia goes on to win that. They got a couple of uh, late touchdowns on offense. And then I think it was uh, an eight point lead Alabama about midfield and time running out about a minute to go. And that's what happened. And uh, a real storybook ending for Georgia. It is a 33-18 win over Alabama, and like I said, first national title in 41 years. That clip again, courtesy of ESPN. So the pick six, Stevie, it wasn't the final game to win the to win the championship, the final play. Uh, it was about a minute left. All but finished it off. Oh, okay. Okay. They were up like 20, whatever. They're up by eight, so basically Alabama's at midfield. They've got an opportunity to go in and then get the two-pointer, um, but obviously it didn't pan out for them. How good is college football? Yeah. If um, you're a good team, but you haven't won in 40 years. Right. Yeah. George has been great for sure. Looking at their records right now, I just called that up. 14 and 1 this year. And just going back to when, let's go to 2014, the first year they decided to stop voting teams as champions and actually having you know games played. Top four make it to the semis, and then there's a final, as we saw on Monday night. Georgia, though, since 2014, 10-3, 10-3, 8-5, 13-2, 11-3, 12-2, 8-2, and 14-1, and as I mentioned. And the first component is there's so many college football teams out there, so it is hard to win. And even if you are one of the elites of the elites, you got to get by the Alabamas, the Clemsons, Ohio State, Oklahoma. So... There's no shame in Georgia not winning championships because they've been elite for a very, very long time. This is the year they finally got it done, though. Congratulations to all the Georgia fans. <laughs> okay, so we're going to look ahead to the NFL weekend before long, but uh, moving over to the NHL, the San Jose Sharks, they basically said goodbye to Evander Kane, and uh, their plan is to they put him on waivers. He cleared waivers. Uh, the game plan is they want to avoid his contract for term or, um, breach of contract. And now the NHLPA has officially filed a grievance on behalf of Evander Kane. So it, it's gotten to be a bit of a mess. And certainly Kane has not been, obviously, he's, he's had a lot of, uh, and we've talked about it on recent episodes, of all the things he's gotten into. I don't know that that, and this is what's going to be decided in this grievance, I don't know that it rises to the level where you have to automatically um, you know, that they have the right to terminate his contract. So this is what they'll decide. But I don't, do you think Evander Kane is, is, is somebody that some other GM is now going to take a chance on, regardless of what happens in this grievance? Well, so so why do they think they're able to cancel his He's got a year left, right? Oh, no, he's many more years than that. Oh, okay. What? what? Yeah, he's got $22.9 million left on his contract, so... That would speak to probably, I'm going to say, three years left on it. Yeah, so 
you know, should they be able to to do it? And and on the surface, right, uh, Evander Kane over the last several months has be, you know became very unlikable, right? Became totally unlikable. Uh, some of the stuff uh, was was crazy. The allegations from uh, I, I guess his girlfriend or wife at the time, uh, the you know the name calling and and what she alleged uh, kind of made me look up a little bit and go. Well, she didn't sound too stable either, you know, with some of the stuff she did. And and it was one of those cases where, you know, uh, innocent until proven guilty, where I thought, I don't know, this this sounds a little heavy. I, I, I don't know if I believe her, you know. So there was kind of that. Um, the problem, Stevie, I think, is if they are allowed to cancel the contract because of that stuff, now you're getting into waters that are saying, well, okay, uh, we want to cancel other contracts, other teams want to cancel other contracts on other players because their behavior outside of the ring. What kind of behavior? I don't know. I don't know. The guy got divorced. The guy didn't pay his alimony. The guy showed up late for his kid at school. I, I, you know, I don't want to be ridiculous, but uh, I think you're into a play. I, I don't think they can. I, I don't think they should be allowed to do it. Um, because then it's going to open up a whole can of worms, Steve. When when a guy goes bad, uh, you know, but yet, yet you're tied into his contract, you'd love to be able to get out of it uh, because he, you know, becomes untradeable, I guess, right? Or no one's going to pick him up. In this case, cleared waivers. Um, I don't think they should be able to. I, I, I really I really think it's going to crack open a, a wide berth for teams to go, fantastic here. This is... If if he if he is canceled, if that contract's canceled, I can see a lot of teams going. Boy, this is a big day in sports for us to get out of contracts. Adam, what do you think? Well, I think uh, I, I don't know enough about the CBA. I don't know enough about contract law, but I do think Evander Kane's behavior has you know crossed a line where that potential exists. But you know, back to the initial question. Um, will other teams, because he is going to be a free agent before long, Sharks are going to get rid of him one way or the other, whether through voiding the contract or just uh, buying him out. Would another team still take a look at Evander Kane, uh, given everything that he has done? He is still a top scorer. He's still elite skills. Like last season, yeah. he, had, he had 49 points in 56 games. That puts you among the NHL elite. Right. And I would wonder if... Uh, you know, there are other teams that are going to take a look at him or not. So so if they cancel it, Steve, so say they get their, the right to do it, okay? Um, and they side with, with the team. So they cancel the contract. If I'm another team, I'm going, okay, there's fantastic. I don't have to pay him $7 million this year if it's 22 with three left or something or whatever it is. So I don't got to, I don't got to pay him seven. Uh, I'll go sign him right now for $2 mil, Right? And like... That's going to be a problem, Steve. If if the if the someone's going to want him, right? Someone might want him, Steve, at seven million a year. Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, if Mark Bergevin were still in charge of the Montreal Canadiens, he actually just signed with the LA Kings to be part of their NHL executive. But if Bergevin was still running the Montreal Canadiens, he's well, he's basically shown, you know, through uh, some recent decisions that this kind of thing doesn't necessarily bug him that much. He's mm-hmm. all about the second chances. Think right. of that Logan, that Logan Mayu case where he went ahead and drafted him after Mayu himself said, don't draft me. 
But I mean, Kane's done a bunch of stuff. I, I, you know, I, while we're talking here, I looked up some of the uh, things that he's gotten into. He's had so many controversies and legal issues. He's had assault and harassment charges, gambling debts and bankruptcy, NHL game betting allegations from his wife, domestic violence allegations, violation of COVID protocols. So at some stage, not to mention when he got traded by the Winnipeg Jets, when he left the Jets, there was some sort of circumstances about, you know, his tracksuit, his, you know, his teammates threw his tracksuit in the shower, and there was something that went on there. It seemed like there were chemistry issues there. And that would be right. my my biggest concern if I'm a GM, even if I'm able to put aside everything and, and think that this guy's going to you know, straighten up and fly right. I would worry about the chemistry issue. That that Just from a hockey perspective, because we all know how big chemistry is. But being good complicates. Uh, it always does in sports, you know, Stevie. Um, when when you're you're got off ice issues, man, away from the game issues. Uh, what what do you do about it, right? And it's always it's always going to be problematic. About we we don't want to characterize our league this way, or a team doesn't want to be characterized that way with their, you know, with their, um, but with their players. So. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens here with that. Yeah, I think it's a case of uh, chemistry is uh, going to be at the forefront for most general managers. I do think there are going to be some Mark Bergevin types out there who, uh, not the Bergevins in control of the LA Kings, ultimately Rob Blake has that, that final say if they decide to go down that road. But there are going to be some guys, there always is, mm-hmm. as GMs in the NHL, that will say, you know what, go ahead. We This guy's just too good. We can't pass that up. Even if they accept all those things, all those sins, uh, they're not going to accept the sin that he could come up and, and muck up the chemistry because I mean, he can help any given night. He's a great hockey player. Uh, he can help you win hockey games, right. but he can also take away from that chemistry factor that can help you lose hockey games as well. I think you know, the Ottawa Senators here, you guys like uh, Eric Carlson, Mike Hoffman, their wives got into a big you know thing off the uh, away from the team, of course. Um, they had this Uber cab ride that went really sideways. There were all kinds of allegations that things were going badly chemistry-wise, and that's sort of how things from that 2017 Eastern Conference finalist, sort of how things kind of started to unravel, and nobody wants that. So that's always going to be the red flag about acquiring Evander Kane. Yeah, yeah. You know what's, um, I guess, comparable, but but a little different because it's not a team sport. But, you know, Connor McDavid or Connor, Connor McGregor is a knob, okay? The guy's mm-hmm. a, he's he's a he's a class A jerk, right. right? In my mind, okay. And the shit he's done uh, and will continue to do, I guess, um, you know, is 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 perhaps beyond what Evander Kane has done. Uh, I don't, you know, don't quote me here, but um, they're not getting rid of him, right? They're not get they're not getting rid of them. That franchise is not getting rid of him. It's like no way, you know. Tiger Woods, right? When when all the shit came down with him. Um, you know, no one, no one ever stepped up. And now he was the best in his sport. Uh, but Evander Kane, as you pointed out, is, is you know, is one of the best. Uh, they, they, they look at that and go, wait, wait a minute here. Wait a minute. Uh, th- this guy's a game changer, you know. Evander Kane not, might not be quite there, but, um, but those are a couple of examples, right? Where they're just saying, I, I don't care what he's done or what he's like or what he, you know, this guy is a zillion dollar a year 
you know, economic jump into our sport. So Yeah, and then the team concept, that adds another layer to things. If you bring in Evander Kane and, yeah, okay, he's talented, mm-hmm. probably way better than the replacement, whoever you kicked off the team to get Evander Kane in there. That's great right. and everything. He's made the team better that way. But if your other two or three star players all want to strangle this guy all the time, then that's a factor. <laughs> you know, that's going to be a factor in the big picture. Yes, okay, let's take, let's take a time out of the program. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit of tennis and the Australian Open oh, looms. Okay. i got to say this Novak Djokovic story is one of my least favorite stories in all of sports right now. So we'll get let's into that. Layla Fernandez and uh, much more after these words. Jim K. Ford is your Ottawa certified pre-owned Ford dealer. They remove all the worries with a 12-month, 20,000-kilometer limited warranty coverage, vehicle history report, purchase financing rates from 1.99%, 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. That is peace of mind when you're getting yourself a new vehicle. Check out JimKFord.com, 1438 Uville Drive in Orleans. With dozens of huge insurance companies fighting for your business, rates are incredibly competitive. That means you're better off selecting on fit rather than premiums, since they're all pretty close. Are you a client with a boat and a cottage or rentals and investments? Let's work together to find the right fit for you. Text 8606008, All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. So, um, I don't know if you've been following this Novak Djokovic story. I have. Yeah, yeah. I have. Yep. He's, uh, he won his, he basically won a court battle to actually come into Australia, basically stopped him at the airport and he hadn't been vaccinated and they're talking about paperwork and such and he had visa issues. So the, he wasn't even sure he's going to be able to play in the Australian Open. Well, they won a court battle. He's gotten through that. The Australian Open is next week and he's not for sure in there. They've already said he's going to be our number one seed, but his status remains uncertain uh he again the court battle has been won but he still faces a threat of deportation because he is not vaccinated against covid and what's more it's come to light today that he he reported maybe inaccurate information about how much travel he's done in the last 14 days he said he's done none in the last 14 days before getting to australia but there's all kinds of social media photos of him in different countries uh-oh. In what appears to be in the last two weeks as well, so it's nothing done yet. But I just, I'm just, I, I'm aggravated with the story. How so? I will. Well, I'll defend anybody who wants to do what they want to do with their body. That's fine. But we're in a civilization here. We're all trying to get this civilization back on track. And if you don't want to be part of the solution of getting back on track, you forfeit a lot of rights. There are going to be consequences to that. And playing in a in a, in a tennis tournament that is so low on the scale of importance, um, I, got, I got no time for Djokovic behaving the way he is. If you don't want to get a vaccine, that's fine. If you want to lie on your visa, that's up to you. You can deal with the courts on that or whatever it is. But uh, I, I just, I'm disappointed with it because until COVID hit, I was a huge fan of Novak Djokovic. Mm-hmm. But right from the mm-hmm. from the day this thing started, he has handled this thing poorly. Yeah. Um, major, right? It's a major. Uh, we just talked about, you know, zillion dollar athletes, Tiger, you know, Conor McGregor, um, you know, Tom Brady, these guys, right? You need them. You want them. Uh, you got to have them. It's what makes the world go around. It's what makes people tune in. Uh, and the, I, I love the guy, you know, I love the guy. 
I did. I did. Uh, I engaging, um, you know, kind of humble, right? Um, f- fantastic player, good with the press. You, you you get you get good quotes from that guy in the press. All all that jazz, you know. But I agree with you, Steve. In the end, um, I I and it's com- commensurate. Is that right? To the to the canceling the World Juniors. Mm-hmm. My 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 take is right, and everyone's going, "Oh my God, you can't do this!" Right? These are future stars. Not only that, they're they're going to be the future best players. You can't do this. I got I got to see them, right? And and my, my, you know, this is an unbelievable distraction. It's going to be the best game ever. Uh, it's going to be the some of them, uh, the the best they'll ever get, right? To to be able to play in this thing. So we got to profile these kids. It's unfair that you're canceling this thing because of COVID. And I'm saying, no, it isn't. I, I don't give a shit. I don't. I don't. That that doesn't do it for me. None of those excuses do it for me, you know, to, to hold a tournament during this pandemic. Right. So I, I think the same thing here. You know, you want to run your tournament and there's no Novak? Have at her. Yeah. Have at her. I, 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 I agree with you, Steve, on this one. You can't do that, dude. You cannot do that. Um, you know, and... and you, you can't lie, you know. You can't lie about it, uh, and and why? Well, because I don't know. You 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 might cause people to die, right? The the risk of it. So yeah. I agree. I agree. I I the guy makes a huge bonehead move here. Bonehead move, you know. And it's serious, Steve. This lying about your your vaccination, right, is is a serious offense. Well, he didn't lie, but the he said, yeah, I'm not I'm not vaccinated. There's no there's no issue there. The where I don't know if it's a lie or not, but the, again, there's there's some suggestion now. There's a new story that's just come out that uh, some inaccurate information may have been uh, placed on his visa as right. he tried to enter Australia. But effectively lying about a pandemic question. Yeah, if it's true, for sure. Um, then you've got, on the other side of things, one of the most interesting uh, tennis players in the world right now on the ladies' side is Emma Raducanu. We all remember her from the U.S. Open where she won in the final over Layla Fernandez in a great final. Uh, Raducanu, mm-hmm. just, uh, she's just come off COVID in December. And so there's a big warm-up event for the Australian Open, which is in Sydney. And she got absolutely destroyed by some Kazakhstan player. Uh, Elena Rybakina uh, beat her 6-love, six 6-1. Six like took her down in 55 minutes. And this wow. looked like the the, the next uh, great tennis player on the ladies' side. And, uh, well, that's clear what COVID can do to you. Uh, she didn't, wasn't able to play, obviously, during COVID. And uh, so this was more of a, a testing ground. And, well, the test is, uh, has got its answer now. And it is uh, COVID uh, took the wind out of her sails. So I wouldn't expect much out of her at the Australian Open. Meanwhile, Layla Fernandez skipped that event for some reason. Not entirely sure exactly why. Maybe it's a case of travel in the midst of COVID and not wanting to do any more than you need to, but uh, she pulled out of that Sydney tournament this week. So I am looking forward to seeing what Layla Fernandez can do at the Australian open and whether she can keep that U S open momentum going. Yeah. Uh, the other one is the Olympics, right? I, I mean, it's not, it's not tennis, right? Cause it's, it's the winter Olympics. Um, but we're down to the short straws here, Stevie. I, I, the, the Olympics have, you know, whammo crept, crept up on us here. They're in, I think they start on the, they go to the twentieth, I think. Uh, so back up two weeks, first week in February. Yep. Yeah, which is right around the corner, man. is is almost two weeks away. Um, I, w- I was talking to 
Mark Kennedy, who's a, who's a big curler, who's going over um, as part of uh, Brad Gushu's team. Okay, Mark Kennedy was with Brad Jacobs, the, the great team out of Northern Ontario. So they're they're bringing him over as a fifth. Brad Gushu won the Olympic trials, and uh, we I was talking to him this morning for about half an hour uh, about the event. And speaking of COVID, you know, and, and cancellations and, and players pulling out. And as you ask one one question to an athlete, Steve, about it, you're going, okay, well, what how, how are they, what happens to you when you get there? Okay, well, we got to quarantine. We got to do this. We got to test every hour. Okay. Okay, how are you getting to the games? Are you sharing vans to get to the arena? Are you, you know, and it's like, yeah, geez, I, I don't know, Jimmy. Uh, that's a good thought, I guess. You know, how are we, we going to do that? You know, uh, what about the what about the plane on the way over? Who's, who's on that, right? And, and how are you, is it a charter? Are you flying commercial? It's just like one thing after another, Steve, you know? What happens if, what happens if three guys on your team get COVID? They got to test all the time, Steve, you're right. They got to test and retest. So say, say two or three guys on your team that morning test positive and you've got a game that night. You know, think of the hockey, Steve. Yeah. Right? Four guys. So what happens? What happens? Do you yeah, forfeit? All this, Do you, I mean, there's yeah. so much, so much to this, Steve. It's, it's mind-boggling. Yeah, and I look at it. If I'm an athlete, it, it's got to make you really uncomfortable. Like you go over there, you work for four years to get to this moment, and you want to be in a great mental headspace. And if I was an athlete right now, I'd, I'd be filled with nothing but questions and concerns. If I get COVID, what happens to me exactly? You'd feel so isolated. All your your teammates, the rest of the Canadian athletes, they would all have left and you'll still be in China, you know, trying to get over COVID and you're at the whim of the Chinese government, which doesn't have the best human rights record out there. Um, across the board, I would feel really uncomfortable with everything. Not to mention we're in, it's a diplomatic boycott. So none of the Canadian diplomats are physically going this, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's like boycott it or don't boycott it. Don't do this partial thing. Like having diplomats on hand would probably be something that would be of comfort to me if I'm a Canadian athlete that gets COVID over there. I'd have someone that would be having my back there. That's another level, another layer to this whole story as well. Yeah. So those two things, um, uh, if you said, okay, there's, there's, there's no management over there, there's no diplomats, there's, you know, in, in what can be kind of a, a, a touchy situation over there in China, right? You're, it's, you're unsure. Uh, it's unsettling to be over there. It's a, you know, it's a different way of life. Uh, you know, the, the governments are you know, a little stricter, okay, yeah. than we are here. So uh, there's that. And then the other one is you may have to quarantine. Let's call it two months. Let's say you're going to, you're one way, or the, you know, not one way, or the, yeah, one way or the other, you are having to stay back here for two months. Neither one of those things, Steve, would stop me from going to the Olympics. Right. Neither one as an athlete. You could tell you could tell me I got to stay there a year, right? I'm going. I'm, I'm, it's the Olympics, man. You know, and uh, I've asked a number of athletes that you know, and you know, hockey players, right? No NHL guys and stuff like that. Would you rather win, uh, you know, the Masters, or would you rather win a gold medal, the Olympics? Golf hasn't quite quite embedded itself in there yet, you know, like other sports, like other Olympic sports. But all the athletes I talk to, Steve. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give it up. Um, you know, it's, uh, or, or a lot of them in particularly individual sports, Steve, that don't, aren't, aren't profiled like hockey. You know, there's, there's lots of guys in the NHL who would, you know, who would go, yeah, I don't get, I, I, 
gold medal, Olympic gold medal, or a Stanley Cup? I, my guess is that most of them would say Stanley Cup. Um, but lots and lots of athletes, Steve, are, that 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 doesn't phase them at all. That is not yeah. phasing them at all. With you know the the dreams alive here that I get to go to the Olympics. So yeah, I'd probably still go uh, if it came down to it. Um, but I would have those concerns in the back of my head. It wouldn't be an ideal situation, not to mention the social part of it that would have been so great, right? The Olympic Village and the parties and things and meeting people from all over the world. I think that's probably uh, generally going to be frowned upon. Um, uh-huh. So, but end of the day, I'd probably still go. We should go as well and call it a day and today. the Chinese food, Steve. Oh, yeah, I could go for that. Before we go, have you, have you gotten into Wordle yet? What is that? I saw you send me a headline of that. I yeah, it seems was... to be the big thing. There's always that something. There's What's always Wordle? that. There's it? always that, you know, like Candy Crush, for example, or uh, oh. uh, Pokemon Go. There's always these fads that come along. It's a daily word game. And basically, you got to try and guess a five-letter word in just six tries. And it, it's it's kind of fun. It's uh, it's not something I, I, I can... Okay, try me. Nim- try me. Well, no, it's you have to play it online. You, there's, uh, oh, okay. You go, you go online, you enter the words, and then... Certain Grant. letters. Grant is correct. You got it right. Uh, well I done. knew it. I knew yeah. it. Yep. Yeah, I knew well it. Well done, <laughs> Vice President of Wordle, right here. Anyway, I don't feel like I'm going to get addicted to the thing. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll be honest, but it's kind of fun. I, I, but it's Trump. Uh, I, uh, no, no. Okay. Yeah. You've you've thought of two five letter words. You're five. It's tougher yeah. than I think. <laughs> this game. It's tougher than I think. It really is. But <laughs> I don't think I'm going to get addicted to it. But uh, I'm I'm amazed at the people that are addicted to it to the point where they're just randomly putting hashtag Wordle on all their social media posts. Oh no. It has nothing to do. Their post had nothing to say. It's the Australian Open. Had nothing to do with Wordle, but they want to put it in there. And uh, and lots of people bragging about how well they're doing at Wordle. Uh, Makes no sense. Stop putting pictures of yourself up on social media with a hashtag Wordle. All right. Okay. Hashtag don't put a picture of yourself up there. See if you can get through the day without that. You should try it, though. It's pretty fun. All right. I will. Okay. I'll go to Wordle. Don't forget our website, stevewproject.com. We thank you for being with us today. Hashtag Wordle. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the W and SWP now stands for, ladies and gentlemen. Steve Wordle. <laughs> Wordle. <laughs> Let's get out of here. Why am I laughing? I, I don't know. I'm kind of giddy. I've been up since 5.30. That's Maybe true. That's Have some coffee. Can I go? Yeah. I'm waiting for the good, good night, everybody. Uh, good night, everybody. Good. We'll see you. <laughs> good night, everybody. <laughs> Wordle. Thanks for being with us on the SWP. Please subscribe today or support us on Patreon at stevewproject.com.